Welcome to Santa Cruz Naturalist. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. This week, I talked with Alexis Fisher, an associate scientist at the University Corporation for Atmospheric Research and a visiting scientist at NOAA Northwest Fisheries Science Center. Today, we'll be talking all about phytoplankton. So my first question is, what exactly are phytoplankton? So phytoplankton, or microalgae, they're single-celled organisms that form the base of aquatic food webs. And so you can thank these oxygen-producing algae for about half the air that you breathe. Hmm. Wow. So around Santa Cruz and Monterey, we sometimes have in the ocean these periods of dark red or almost black-colored water. What causes those algal blooms, and what makes a bloom harmful? Yeah, for sure. So so under certain environmental conditions in the ocean, as well as lakes, and really even your swimming pool, if you don't have enough chlorine in it, um, these phytoplankton can grow explosively and form a bloom. Uh, but not all of these blooms are bad. So some of these blooms can discolor the water, um, like with the reddish and the green colors that you had described. And sometimes massive blooms can cover hundreds of square kilometers, um, can even be visible in satellite images. But what really distinguishes um, a regular bloom from a harmful algal bloom, or a HAB, uh, is that HABs, uh, they cause harm. And this is for a variety of reasons. Some of these blooms produce toxins. Um, some, of these, uh, some of these phytoplankton uh, have very spiky structures. Um, and so the physical structure can, um, can get lodged in fish gill tissues. And so that can kill a bunch of fish. Um, and sometimes a bloom could be uh, so massive, this is you know, a non-toxic bloom, uh, can be so massive that it blocks out sunlight. And so imagine um, if you have some seagrass under there that needs some sun to photosynthesize, that seagrass is going to die. But yeah, back to, back to toxin production. And, you know, among, among thousands of species of microalgae, um, a few dozen of them produce really highly potent toxins. Um, and so some of these toxins are so potent that blooms that are really just invisible to the eye that have very low cell concentrations can cause a lot of harm. Um, these toxins can contaminate water and shellfish. Uh, they can kill animals and they can make humans really sick. Oh, wow. So there can be harmful algal blooms that we don't see necessarily? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's, and that's what I think is really interesting because you know, I've been out there sur surfing in the lineup and the water is clearly discolored. There is a bloom happening, but um, most of the time it's non-toxic species. So after an algal bloom dies back or goes away, how is that ecosystem changed compared to before the algal bloom? When a bloom ends, uh, this typically happens when a bloom exhausts all their nutrients, uh, phytoplankton die and they sink and decompose. Um, and this decomposition process depletes the surrounding waters of, of oxygen, which marine animals need to survive. And so these oxygen depleted waters um, are often called dead zones, since animals either die from lack of oxygen or they leave the area to find um, more habitable waters. There was a really massive bloom down in Southern California. I believe that was about two years ago. And I just remember people talking about the stench of just how nasty it smelled, just like miles from the ocean, because the decomposition was occurring. You've been listening to Santa Cruz Naturalist. Special thanks to my guest, Alexis Fisher, Associate Scientist at the University Corporation for Atmospheric Research 
and visiting scientist at NOAA Northwest Fisheries Science Center. Thanks for tuning in.